Hey, welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree in the Hill. I'm your host, two-time wrestling champion, stand-up comedian, Jared Waters. We have a special guest, um, all the way from St. Louis, but residing here in New York City, Mr. Stefan Hightower. What's the word, man? What's good? Mr. Hightower, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. Um, how's your, How's the post right now? Because you're from St. Louis, and St. Louis, you guys are known to, you guys have been experiencing protesting before. Oh, uh, no. yeah, we we, we we gets down in St. Louis, you know, definitely. So how would you say, how would you say it's now, seeing that the whole world is protesting? Because back it was just St. Louis, you know? Yeah, Um, from what I've been seeing, man, it's it's been getting off the chain. And uh, St. Louis is a competitive city for no reason. Like when, um, what's they call it, Minneapolis first broke out, it was a lot of people talking about some, oh, they beating us. And, like, they was making it a competition because they felt like, Minneapolis was destroying stuff better than St. Louis did. So, people from St. Louis, like, we finna get out here. And they just burned down uh, Ferguson Police Department. That's where uh, that's the police department that had to do with Mike Brown getting killed. Mike Brown, that's what I said. Because St. Louis has a lot of... St. Louis doesn't have a lot of racial tension, though, right? The S- city... Oh, yeah, it does. The city does, yeah. I think a lot of people keep forgetting that it's the Midwest, and the Midwest has their own... Yeah, Missouri was uh, Missouri was the last slave state. Mm. So you, you take that in consideration, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people is right. Ra- I've experienced a great you number know, of racism. That's why I'm so vocal. What, like, give us an example of the racism you felt being in Missouri? Well, well okay, like, well, of course you're gonna get stuff being a black man, yeah. but like in Missouri, what do you would you say would be more different than growing up in a different state or living here in New York? Um, I haven't experienced m- much racism. For real, in New York, I haven't been here that long. Experience mm-hmm. besides, like, probably being on the comedy scene, you can kind of tell. I don't, I don't know if white comics or white people know when you get to a certain age as a black person, you can tell when they being racist. Right. So besides that of knowing, like, oh, you being racist, you trying to talk slick. Um, once, man, the biggest thing I've experienced, bro, besides police brutality, is um, one time I was I was working Amazon back home in Missouri, and literally, bro, I pulled up with my big Amazon truck. And this lady, I put to this house, this lady looked at me, bruh, and ran in, white lady ran in the house. She looked at me, ran in the house. I got out with a package, bro. As I walked to the door, her husband was like, uh, excuse me, sir, can I help you? And I'm like, I got a package for you. And he, and then the wife was hiding behind him like, oh. Bruh, right. I was in a big-ass truck that said Don't Amazon. do you got the Amazon uniform on, too? I had the Amazon truck, Amazon uniform, and the Amazon package in my hand. But they... They racism was blind to all that, bro. All they saw was a black dude. I think that sometimes, because you guys' neighborhoods are, like, segregated, right? Um, would you say that, or would you say everyone lives together in St. Louis? It's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like that everywhere, where you got, like, the mostly black neighborhoods, you got the white neighborhoods, then you got the mixed neighborhoods. So, yeah. Well, I think in New York it's... Well, you live in New York, so New York's completely different. I think that in the South and the Midwest, most people do live amongst each other. Yeah. So most, like in New York, like they put black people on this side, Jewish people on this side, Spanish people on this side, and like oh, Brooklyn, we could mix it up. Uh-huh. But I feel like a lot of people are separated in New York. I can, I see that. Like when I see the barrels, I see what you mean. When I be like, oh, this area is gentrified or whatever, like Spanish that. Harlem. They're like, yeah, they like they yeah. kept a lot of the people out. But like down south. Usually, usually, if you meet a white dude, you're going to meet him or anything else. Playing football, playing sports, you're going to run into somebody. Right. Man, white people have been gentrifying shit. You know what I'm saying? When Columbia, when Columbus put up with that boat and saw the Indians, that was being gentrified. You know what I'm saying? It's, well, yeah, they, I think it's... 
I think it's just, you know, I think it's more like, uh, I, th- I don't know. Let me get my words out. I think that these buildings that are being burned are the buildings they really want to take over and, like, build back up to restore. Right. You know, there's a lot of historical buildings. They're like, well, let's restore. Let's remodel it. But let's go back before we talk about the day. You're Hightower. Uh, what was it like being a Hightower growing up? Because when you were growing up, that's when the Steve Harvey show was popular. So no one probably thought that name was real, huh? <laughs> I mean, I used to, a lot I, A lot of people come to me, yo, you related to uh, Steve Hightower off the Harvey show? I used to, I mean, of course, I used to lie sometimes, especially when it came to girls, like. Right. I used to, yeah, I used to lie. Yeah, yeah, that's my, that's my uncle, or that's my, that, you know, he, he named after me, you know what I'm saying? Like, Did you see the show, Steve Harvey played yeah, by. Yeah, and you know, said from St. Louis, so I used to be like. Oh, he is. Yeah, so I used to be like, yeah, you know, said know my mom, and Steve, like, my name, and you know, I used to lie all the time to the ladies, definitely. Red Fox is from St. Louis? Red Fox, Lavelle Crawford, Joe Torrey. Guy Tory, Dick Gregory, you know what I'm saying? We got a oh, nice Dick line. Gregory is from St. Yeah, Louis. Yeah, man, we got a nice lineup, man. Definitely, man. Well, let's go back to where you you're originally from St. Louis. What was the household like? Two-parent household, one-parent household. How um, was that growing up? It was a one-parent. It, okay, so as far as my mom, I just met my father recently in February. You just met your father at the age of 28. But I met You've him. Never seen him at all in your life. No, ever. I met him at the age of twenty eight. But my, I met him the week of my birthday, so I was actually turning twenty nine. So I, I basically met him when I was twenty nine. Basically, I, I, I met him. My birthday is February eighth. I met my father on Super Bowl Sunday. So, basically, so growing up, you never, you had no idea that your dad was. You didn't know who he was. You didn't know in nah, St. Louis. It, no, you know cousins. Nothing. No, it was a man, secret. I, di- I, I didn't know. My dad's side of the family, I didn't know them at all, bro. Like, and it's so crazy, like, because like the area where my granny house is, mm-hmm. once I like, once I like find out where my other, where my dad, grandma live, literally, bro, five minutes away from my, my my other granny. So I was basically like in that area, not knowing like I was that close to my other side of the family. So growing up, your mom never told you she was just like, did you have questions like asking like, you know, who's my dad or anything else? Are you just? Man, I wasn't really into that, man. I, like, I, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, I talked to him one time on the phone when I was like super young, bro. Like what? Like six? Yeah, I'm talking about like, yeah, about, like it was under nine for sure. And I was talking to him on the phone and he was like, oh, I'm, I'm your father. Like some little Star Wars shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was excited. Oh, man, it's my father. But I never really talked to him after that. And then I actually, I have an older sister. And that's from Oklahoma. And um, when I was in third grade, we went to her high school graduation. And that was the first time I met her. And then. But y'all like, had the same dad? We got the same father, yeah. And then. She like, reached out to you? Or I how, did, how did y'all even. Man, one time I was just. I was just On MySpace? I, no, actually. Okay, the original how I met her was. I was just. I was young, but I was like third grade. My mom was like. I always wanted siblings. So I guess my mom got tired of me talking about it. And she was like, hey. You got a big sister. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go take a trip to Oklahoma and see and see her graduate from high school. I was excited, like, oh snaps! I got a big sister. You know what I'm saying? But I was young at the time, so after that little weekend, we lost contact, and we got back in contact in 2000 and what's it? 2020. Mm-hmm. Me and her got back in contact in like 2018. And what so, did she say? She was just like, and on, and I got back in contact with her. That was kind of through my mom too, because my mom reached out to one of my uncles that she knew. And he got in contact with me, and then I got in contact with some of the cousins, and I was like, I really wasn't tripping off my dad. I'm like, uh, y'all know my big sister? And then I had actually called her, and she didn't answer, and she called me back, and when I told her who I was, she just b- broke out in tears. So she knew about you this whole time. She just didn't know how to find you. Basically, like after after we, when we was in Oklahoma for high school graduation, somehow we lost contact. 
Cause I was like in, in third, third grade, so how you? Yeah, I was in third grade, and she was like, we we still was kids, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, oh, we met my sibling, and we ain't seen each other since, until two years ago. How many kids does your dad have? What I know is just me and my big sister. Oh, so he has no other kids, as far as we know. So, if you're okay, so you don't know who your dad is, but does your mom? Your mom knows exactly who the dude was. Yeah, my mom know him. Yeah. And he lived in St. Louis, but she never. So he moved. How do they meet? How do they meet? Let's go to. I never asked. Oh. I never asked. I'm. A, I'm a, maybe I should ask because it was like, bro, I'm 29 now. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You, know, so, you don't know nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know nothing, and it's like at a certain point we hit a certain age, bro. You really stop caring. Do you think they were dating or something or no? Um, from what <clears> I <throat> from what I gather, for the most part, they were dating, but I think that my mom was like the side chick. Oh, so I'm like the forgotten child. But your t- older sister was a part of his. Yeah, like uh, my my father and his mom was like married, and then like my mom was like the other woman. Okay, so your father and your older sister's mom were married. Yeah, and then your mom they had a child out of wedlock. Yeah, so I think at the time of happening, they might have been like you know how like you in a relationship with somebody and then y'all probably coming to an end or whatever. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like I think I, my mom thought that. What my mom told me was she thought that she was going to marry him. Oh. And then she found out he had another family. Whole another family. So, so basically my father was like living a double life. Mm. Yeah. So so even though that my my father family probably knew about me, like knew that it was a lady pregnant by him, I was still like, because I'm the other woman's child, I am the forgotten child. You know what I'm saying? So in St. Louis, you ever you felt like somebody was watching over you? Like you probably thought they knew who you were. They probably seen pictures, but they probably never introduced themselves. You never nah, had a man. feeling of like this might be my cousin or never, bro. Like because my mom's side of family is huge. How huge? Like my grandpa had twenty six kids. Oh jeez, with so, one woman or so uh, two women. So you got twelve and twelve. Tw- no, 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 no. With, with, with my grandma, my, with my grandmother. He he had two kids, which is my mom and one of my aunties. Mm-hmm. And then after they got divorced and he got with my step granny, they had over twenty kids. She must have been young to have twenties. Man, look, they was doing their thing. My young, like I'm twenty nine, bro. My youngest uncle is like thirty one, thirty two. So like one of my uncles, a few of my uncles grew up like as cousins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you had to respect your uncle. Yeah. So we go to, so what was that like growing up? So you're in a single house? Was it just you and your mom or were y'all living? I mean, How was the This is when I say I was, I was I, like, it was like, for the most part, it was just my mom. But we had times where like, we might've been living with my grandmama or my granny. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm getting raised by my mom, my granny. And then like, you got my auntie, but then I got my 12 uncles and 12 aunties too. So you never felt alone? Or and, did you feel alone, but you couldn't express what it was? It wasn't aloneness it was more of like i i was like i've always felt like an outsider like i felt in like your own family or just in general and you know like so my family wise i feel like an outsider because like this how it was for me it was like okay i don't know my father or that side of family right mm-hmm. but then even though i got my mama's side of family um i still was like that i was that cousin from the first marriage Oh, because your grandmother was the first wife. My grandma, my granny was the first wife. You right. feel me? So even though I got all these cousins, I'm still the cousin from the first wife. You feel me? So it was. And you like, always felt like that. Yeah, it was like like I can you I I can tell that I was different. Like I can tell like damn I'm separate from them a little bit. 
like this family, but I'm a little different. How could you tell? Like, what was the significant difference between you and your other cousins? Man. Are you darker than them? Or No, I mean, okay, don't I don't look like nothing. Like, I actually, you know what's so crazy? I actually look like my father's side of family. Now that I started meeting them, I look like them. But it was just like, you know how you come around. Big guys and bald heads. And like, <laughs> are you silly? <laughs> I actually, um, no, you know how, like, all they all live in the same house, like, all the cousins, like, I'm talking about, it was over a lot, like, in my gr- grandpa house, it was nothing but a hundred kids, you know what I'm saying, all my aunties and uncles. What type of house was it? So it was just like... It was ghetto, it was hood, like, a hood, it was a hood So you had to, co- so when you came over, they knew, it was like, oh, here comes Stefan. I mean, I was accepted as their cousin, but everybody knew I was the cousin from the first marriage. Right, because you didn't live there. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying, I didn't live there, and so it was just like... At the same time, it's like, if, as much as you try not to treat your kids different, you can tell the difference. Like, I come over there and I'm, oh, this is step, this is our cousin, but it's like, he ain't got the same granny as us. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, as far as, like, having a hood-ass family, you know they gonna try you and shit. Like, uh, that, you know what I'm saying? We gotta toughen you up, because, so it's like, I'm one of them, but I wasn't. So, it's like, I'm like half. How did your step-grandmother treat you? She was cool, bitch. Man, I got treated like everybody else. To be honest, like, if I did something fucked up, I got my ass whooped. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, definitely got my ass whooped. You feel me? Did your mother have a close relationship with her her brothers and sisters from? Oh, yeah. That, man, man, they they close. Like, they like cool. Like, my, that generation, that generation of high towers, and, like, they actually, like, had a close relationship and, like, known for fighting and jumping people. Because mm-hmm. there was so many of them. It's like, if you fight one, you had to fight all of them. 26 of them. Yeah, so, so like, they built that name of, if you fight one of them hot towers, you got to fight all of them. What part of St. Louis are y'all from? Um, that's a that question is kind of it's kind of vague. Okay, so where so but where but, did your grandfather? Where was your oops. so if if you go to St. Louis, you ask hot towers, they'll probably be like, yo, they from that Normandy area. Okay, because a lot of the hot to like it's like three generations that went to the same district. Okay. And so, like, like to this day, like, real talk, like, I do a comedy show in St. Louis. Like, last one, last show I did in St. Louis before I moved to New York at, at Helium, I did a comedy show. And then some lady who used to be a teacher to one of my aunties was like, hey, you related to the Hot Towers and you know so-and-so, you know, Mary and Martha. I'm like, yeah, they're my aunties. Mm, so, okay. like, the generation, the, like, the line of, it's still, like, some of my cousins who young still go to that district, Normandy, to this day. It's probably like a hundred of y'all Man, out there. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, definitely. So what? So who was the male influence in your life? So talk about how how tough it was your mom raising you, because it was pretty much you and her against the world, right? You guys had a support system, but I'm pretty sure when y'all got alone, what was that like? I mean, it was. I, I seen my mama struggle. You know what I'm saying? I seen her struggle. I seen her. How old were you trying when to make you? Way. I mean, when you were a kid, though, it's like you didn't realize you were struggling. But we, me, me and my mom per se, we moved around a lot. Break that down a lot. So how like. I feel like we moved every three years. Oh wow! Like around St. Louis, that's why I'm like, like I know like my main like the high tower name is probably like from that Normandy area. But me personally, I honestly can't really claim an area to be from, be only because we moved around like every uh, we every three four years like we moved around a lot. Even if I was going to like the same school, like I remember. I was living in one district, but we was using my granny address because they wanted to keep me in that district because that was a better district. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So when you get there, so we say, like, this is elementary school. So elementary school, what's that like? What's that like being in elementary school? 
it was lit. <laughs> but I'm saying like as so you're not going for your cousins. Are you going to a different school? Or? Yeah. And and I was that cousin, too, who didn't go to the same school as all my cousins. Too. OK. Like so like I went to the school with one of my cousins like one time and I was in fourth grade, but she was younger than me. She was like in second or oh, first. So but my other cousins went to the school like 15 minutes away. It was like we just lived like a couple blocks over. We've been going to school to all the cousins. You know what I'm saying? Well, that probably was better for you of like meeting other people, you know, because some people when they're from that big family, that's all they rock with. Yeah, and I, and to be honest, if I went to school with all my cousins, I probably would have got and I would have probably got into more trouble. Like I probably would have been in a lot more trouble because they all know each other. We all know each other, and you know what I'm saying. You with your cousins, you you already bad. Like you already like a problem child. So you going there with your other cousins? Oh yeah. I remember in North Carolina, we had these kids called the Westmorelands. That was their last name, and there was like 50 of them. And one of them took my brother's chain or did something. And I called my grandma. She goes, "Hold on, we go to the source." And I was like, "How many of them?" She said, "Did like 70 of them." So my <laughs> so we're just sitting there like, "If you gotta fight one, you gotta fight all 30 of them." They all go to the same school. They all got that Westmoreland name. It was like yeah, freaking. Wolves. That's how it was in my grandpa's house. <laughs> So what? So going to? Do you have any memories of like good teachers growing up in elementary school? Because you uh, say it was. Oh, definitely, man. Uh, Mr. My sixth grade teacher, Mr. Hicks, man. Like, Mr. Hicks was dope as hell, bro. Like, and he was like that teacher who like, uh, it felt like the school put all like the problem child kids, in like that classroom in sixth grade. Cause mm-hmm. like I remember the first day of school in sixth grade, and then walking in there. And to see the people that was in that class was like a shock. Everybody was like, nigga, you in her? You right. in her? Every time somebody walked in, you in her? Oh, we finna kick it this year. Oh, shit, you in her? And, like, I realized what type of student I was by the time I was probably, like, in sixth, seventh grade. Cause what like, type of student were you? Like, I know I was a class clown. And I wouldn't say, I ain't gonna say I was really a troublemaker, but I definitely was, like, a class clown. Or I was, like, one of them kids who, who brought a lot of attention. Only because, like I said, you heard, like, I remember, like, coming in class, and when certain students see me, they'd be like, oh, shit, you in her? Mm-hmm. Like, and when somebody say, oh, shit, you in her? Well, let's go back to when did when did you become that person who become the class clown? Because you went straight to sixth grade. What, what in elementary school made you want the attention or want to make people Man, laugh? What I early memories did you I didn't even have? necessarily want it. It was just natural. It ain't. It wasn't like I was just coming to school like off in a clown. It was just being natural, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just. But I'm saying like, when did you start noticing this is the response that you want? Because everybody, you know, you have that thing when you're around your families. Do that again. Do that again. Do that again. Well, you're trying to make people laugh. What was your early memory of like, <laughs> this feels good. I'm gonna do this because people are laughing. Eighth grade. Eighth grade was the first time I was like, okay, because like I was in when I was eighth grade, I was in choir. I was in band. Mm-hmm. I was in drama class. And so I just remember I was in drama class and like I was a, n- the number one student in drama. Like making up my own skills. Acting what? Oh, okay. acting, yeah, acting with drama. <clears throat> and like the teacher gave us something to do. Like I was lit. And then I was always goofy. And then with choir, then like one of my favorite performers was Jamie Foxx. And I'm like, damn, that was the first time I realized like, damn, I'm kind of like, my, I got like, I'm doing drama. I'm in choir singing and I'm funny. I'm like, damn, like, I'm going to try, like, stand up and, like, oh, if Jamie can do it, I can do it. Like, that's how, like, that's the, the first time I had that thought was in eighth grade. Eighth grade, that's, two, that's 19, is it the 90s when you were going eighth grade? No. Nah. Early 2001, right? Nah, 2002. Nah, 2001, I was in fifth grade, bro. I'm 29, bro. I, so in 2003. Eighth grade, I was, it was, like, 2005, 2006. I graduated 2009. 
So eighth grade, I was. That can't be. That can't be. You can't be in no eighth grade at 2000 and. 2005? If you grab 2005, you were starting, you're probably starting your freshman 2000, year, 2005. 2004, 2005, eighth grade, you know, it's the same. 2004. So I'm saying 2003. That's what I'm saying. The Jamie Foxx show is over. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, no, what? I'm not saying the Jamie Foxx show. I'm talking about who Jamie Foxx as a. I know, but I'm saying like, what was I'm saying growing up? What were you watching? Like, what were you? You know, everybody. You said eighth grade is when you were talking about Jamie Foxx. I was like, so you watching the reruns of the show, or like, what was your influence bro, around? I'm you? a '90s baby, bro. I nigga, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying at the, I was I was I was old enough to know that Jamie Foxx was a singer. But that's what I'm saying. How young were you when you first saw it? That's what I'm asking. Oh, when Go I go back, yeah. That's what oh, I'm saying. I probably like, like I was fourth, fifth grade. Right, but that's what I'm saying. I was like, so you were influenced of what you saw. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, so yeah like, definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. What was the youngest age where you're just like, I see that and I want to do that. Like I, I think that's cool. I think I can make people laugh. Eighth grade. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Like eighth grade, so no, that's when you practice it. That's what I'm saying. You said, no, that was the first time. Like when I was, I was, I was in these things without realizing I was doing it. Right. So that's what I'm saying. And then like one day when I walked out of drama class, and I, I was like, damn, I'm doing all this shit just like Jamie Foxx. Like I think I can be an entertainer. Okay. I wasn't saying like I did that shit because he was doing it. I just was in all these different things without realizing that I was doing all these different things. Right. And at that point, I was like, damn, I think, okay, I'm, I think I might have to try to be funny one day. But I was already funny in class, naturally. Right. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So, like, what about when you were getting around your family? Were you the funny cousin, or was it just, like, you're trying to outdo everyone, or just the family's just, since it's a big family, a lot of laughter. You know what? Because, to be honest, to be honest, my family didn't re- realize who I was until I got older. What you mean? Break that down. Um... Okay, like my mom, my granny, they knew like I like singing. I don't think they realized I was really like a funny individual, a class clown. Singing like how? So you like crooning, I, crooning? No, like I used to. I used to be in a church choir. Oh, okay. It's like like the little kid choir, and then like I was in choir from like you know in elementary school they make you be in choir, but when I got to seventh grade, eighth grade, I was in choir for auditioning for it, and I made it. Mm-hmm. And then same thing all throughout high school. Even when, at the time when I started going to community college, I was always in choir. What song so, did you sing to audition? For which one? The first one. What songs did you sing to audition? Oh man, I don't really remember. Um, let me see. When I auditioned, I think the only audition I remember was eighth grade, and I sung. Um, in eighth grade, what song did I sing? Cisco. Nah, I ain't seen no Cisco. I wasn't that. I wasn't that hip. <laughs> Irreplaceable. <laughs> Actually, one of my favorite songs of all time is um is uh Shy. If Ooh, I ever fall in love again, do. yeah, that's like one of actually that's actually one of my favorite songs. Actually, that's what I'm. I'm curious. I don't think I've ever heard you sing before. No. Nah. Why did you? Why did you? Why did the singing stop? I mean, I can sing, but it's not like I'm gonna get a record deal for singing. Right, but I'm saying though, what about you? Cause you don't sing in your act either. I noticed that. Either. I actually have a bit where I sing. You just haven't seen it yet. Okay. I have a bit where I talk about when I audition for American Idol. Is that true? Yeah. Is it online? No, it's not online. What happened? How'd you? <laughs> were you serious auditioning for? Or were you doing? I seriously as, was. Like I. Seriously you know you was. and Willie. You know Willie. He auditioned as well. Willie who? He from Texas. 
I forgot his name. Big Big Willie. He's from Dallas. He's from Dallas. Sexy comic out here. He he's on YouTube. Him auditioning for Simon. Oh really? Yeah. Oh snaps! And okay. he's doing it as a joke or whatever. Really? No, like I you're actually doing it seriously. I was seriously auditioning, man. They was coming to St. Louis, and I was so excited. It was like, oh, American Idol. And I was like, I don't know. I was in my early twenties. This is actually so before I started doing comedy. And I was practicing this song by uh Shine Girl. You know Shine Girls and it. Look me in my eyes. Look me in my eyes and try to feel my pain. Sing it again. Do you know how it feels to be left out in the rain? Keep going. Each and every day there's someone judging me. Worry about my life and how I live in these streets. You never heard that song before? Sing it again. I can't hear it. Do it again. Man, this dude is stupid. <laughs> he trying to make... Nah, but that was the song I was planning on singing or whatever. I was auditioning for it. I was like, man, I was like, okay, I was confident. I was in the shower singing it. I was getting ready. <laughs> I had been practicing this song for like two, three months. And then I got in front of the judges, bro. I was so nervous. I started singing something else. What would you? What did you? I started sing? singing "Usher, Let It Burn." I don't know what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> what, they, what was their feedback for you? They was like, I mean, you can sing a little bit, but, <laughs> but, you, ain't, <laughs> but you ain't what we looking for. You can sing a little. And bit. then when I left that audition, this is when I started doing comedy. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, fuck it, let's do comedy. <laughs> That's why I do comedy now. I was like, oh, all right, cool. So singing in the church choir, what was that? Did you lead songs in the church choir? I did, oh. man, because I was younger as a kid. Like, my voice, like, my voice kind of, like, went through, you know, matured a little bit. But when I was younger, man, I had a high, I was like a high tenor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My voice already kind of high pitched. Like, you can tell I used to sing when I was younger. Why, um, did you, did your mom, did your mom, did you grow up being in the church or what? I mean, when when we stayed with my granny we went because I noticed oldest old my people, uh, they live in East St. Louis, but they know every Sunday they got to get up and go to church and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, especially when we lived with my granny, we definitely had to go to church, bro. Everybody, like, cousins, everybody, aunts. like, and that wasn't even just like well, I was telling you about my other cousins, like everybody, like oh, and my like my my step granny, she was so into the Bible, she like all my aunties and uncles got names from like has Bible names. Give me some examples. What they got? David. Ezekiel. Oh, David. John, Jonathan, Joshua, Daniel, you know what I'm saying? Like Rebecca, Mary, Martha, like all well, you my, got a Bible name. Matthew. It's just pronounced Stefan. Yeah. So like, like if you really, if I really name all my uncles, aunts, aunts, they all have names from the Bible. Luke, like all that shit, like no bullshit. Mm-hmm. But they so hood, you would never know. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy growing up in a Christian household, but you're all t- but living a yeah. different life? But yeah, but it's hood. Yeah, it's hood. Like man, come on, but everybody. I th- I feel like most people growing up probably like had a different. I feel like me personally had a different life from as far as like okay, um, church because my mom and them making me come, family and then school. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't that I was trying to hide who I was. It was just sometimes the person who your family think you are, mm-hmm. your friends see a different side of you. What did your friends see that your family wasn't seeing? Were you more quiet around your family or? Yeah, I say, I, I can say that, like, as far as, like, my family, my family didn't realize, like, I was just super goofy and funny. But why didn't they see that about you? I don't even know, man. I don't know. It's like, I don't, I don't know, bro. Because you, that's my, my, cause you keep saying, like, you felt like an outsider. I was like, did you think they thought you were an outsider? Yeah, like so that's why you probably didn't open up. Yeah, like I I feel like they thought that, and like when I come around, it was like they would think I was somebody I wasn't. Like they would think just because I'm not there with them, I don't act like them. 
But wouldn't you be the oldest cousin out of all of them? No, I'm not actually. So your dad's first, but, your but granddad's the thing, first two but here's kids. The thing, just because, just because my my grandpa had two wives and had kids, that doesn't mean that my mama had kids first. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm I'm one of the older cousins, but I have cousins that's older than me. You're in like that top half. Yeah. So with that top, so you as as you feel like an outcast, you're at school. So do you think school is a place where you could be yourself? I mean, yeah, of course. Or would you say, it, does your mom know your personality better than your family? I'm not even 100% sure my mama know my personality 100%. But it's y'all and her. It's you and her. Why did I mean, yeah, but I'll say, say like, when I was growing up in the house with my grandmother, I felt like, I felt like a respect. It was a certain way you act in front of your granny. This it is was your like, step-granny? It, it was my, it was like a granny, respect granny. thing. Yeah, like my granny-granny. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, I don't know, like, I was more of a, like, a, I'm gonna say this. I was. I grew up kind of like always being like an underdog, kind of like like you. You ever met somebody who like probably can do things other people do, but they might overlook. Like I was kind of. I was kind of like overlooked in a way. Were you smaller when you were? Young? I wasn't smaller, bro. It was just like just being like. I wasn't even smaller, bro. I wasn't smaller. I just. I was always me. It was just like I got. And I'm. I'm. I'm an outspoken introvert, though. Like I can be introverted at times. Like I can see that, yeah. Yeah, you like, are introverted at times. Yeah, like I'm introverted at times. So at times you thinking me like, oh, this nigga kind of he off maybe. <laughs> but I would say you have you have good timing. I think a lot of the stuff you say is perfect timing, where people don't expect you to be listening, and then you'll say something. Yeah, yeah, that's part. Yeah, like when we're exactly. at uh, <laughs> when we're at Jaddy's show, and April goes, "Ain't no good." What did she say? I'm looking for good Christian men. He goes, what you say? You're just like. Oh, you. she said there's no handsome, single Christian man at the church. And I was like, man, I just joined the church. Said, what you talking about? I just joined. I just, because I ain't been there yet yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So it was like, I can be introverted. And then well, it's I like. Well, I her name. This, I feel this like, comic said, this comic said there's no handsome, single men at the church. And you're like, what you talking I just, I ain't been there yet. I just. I just, I just joined. And then the other one, when uh, this female comic, what did she say? She goes, I'm just attracted to guys who are, what did she say? I'm attracted to guys whose lives, whose lives are effed up. Oh, yeah. She said she attracted to damaged people. And then you go, my life effed up. My life is, <laughs> you're like, my life is effed up. And everybody turned around. I was like, that's Stefan. He's always, I said, he's always listening. Like, I'm one of those come out of nowhere type of people. Like I'm introverted, but it's but like. But when you play spades, you're not introverted at all. Yeah, man, that's that. That's that side. Of, that's that hood side. Like that's that my other cousin side of me. Where it's like, okay, now y'all finna see this side of me. Were you nervous? Were, were like growing up? Were you like just nervous to do that? Like what? What contributed to being an introvert? I mean, because in eighth grade you weren't introverted at all anymore, right? Or were you introverted at home but extroverted at school? I think for me, it was always a time and a place for me. And, like, moving around a lot, sometimes I could be introverted because, like, I'd be, I be observing, bro. I want to try to, mm-hmm. like, know your character or, like, but, like, it's always the people closer to me who really know me more than, like, outsiders. Like, even if I hang out with you, that don't mean you know me, my personality. So, so it's, like okay, like, like, the way I am around you and Reggie mm-hmm. or whatever, other comics or other people might not know, like, that's me. Okay. Like, 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 you know that's me. Yeah, we know. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's just like when I get around a whole gang of motherfuckers, sometimes I might just be like, 
okay, I'm just going to peep the scene for a little bit, and then I'm going to make my move. Okay, so making your move, when you when you get out there, so you start getting out of your skill, what were your grades like? Were you What type of student were you? B, C, A, B, um, all A's? I was a, I think I was a above average student. Um, I, Did you ever get in trouble by having good, bad grades? Your granny ever yeah, pull you to the side I was, and like, I expect I was, more from you? I could be a little lazy when I was in school. Like, I was smart but lazy. Procrastinator. Like, yeah, like, I was a student who would, like, pass quiz and tests, but I might not turn in my homework. <laughs> so I probably end up getting, like, a C or a B in the class. And what were those discussions with your parents like? Was your mom authoritative? Was she, like, would she take that belt out? Or grandpa take grandma take the belt out? Or were you more, I mean, they talk to you like, Stefan, you know better? I mean, to be honest, in elementary and middle school, my grades always was decent. Like, we talking about A's, B's, and C's. Okay. But, like, when I get to high school and I got more freedom, I start to realize that, damn, once I leave school, I'm kind of lazy. Okay. Like, if I don't do this shit at school, it might not get done. What? But, but what What made you feel that way? You just didn't like school or? Man, I just drop my boot bag and just go outside and play. <laughs> like, as soon as you got to the school, like I go home and just oh, I see, oh, I'm finna go mess with this girl right quick. Let me go. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. just being lazy, bro, or just like, especially my freshman year, bro. It was like you know, some kids be worried about the wrong things. Did you play sports? Were you a sports? I did. I played football in high school. And um, when did you start playing football? I started playing football in sixth grade. Okay, so you played till ninth. I, I played twelve freshman. Yeah. I played till I was a freshman, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going pro in this. I should probably stop doing this. I'm just one of those people, like, bro, I'm one of those people who, like, I'm not going to do shit. I'm not good at bro. Mm. Like, I'm just, like, I'm that person. Like, if I But really, that's your freshman year. You don't know what you could have been by your senior year. Could have lifted everything I knew. else. I knew. I knew. I knew, bro. Because, like, I was, like, I was pretty good. I was pretty good in eighth grade. And then when I got to my freshman year, by the time I got to my freshman year, niggas was big, bro. Like, like I went, to, I had transferred to this new school called Pattonville, bro, and these white boys was big. You feel me? And I knew, bro. But what was it? So what was it like? Like when playing football growing up with your mom and everybody supporting? I'm getting that. Like, what was the male? So the, your grandpa was a male influence of your life, not or your for, uncles. My my like they was in my life, but I can't really say they was like. And like, or let me show you around. Let me show like they was in my life. But who was the dude that showed you around? What was that dude that you could say? Did you say you just didn't grow with no male influence? I like, really didn't have male influence like that. But how did that? That's what I'm saying. So how did that affect you? What was that like? Did you feel like you were crying out for something? Yeah, as far as like, because I noticed this about you when you get around women, you're more like a a coddling thing happens. Have you notice that? People are just like, oh, Stefan, what's wrong? I was like, ain't nothing wrong with him. They're like, watch out. Yes, there is something wrong with him. I'm like, <laughs> I never noticed that. When we're at the bowling, we're at the bowling alley. <laughs> oh man, I don't, I was going through something right then. I was right, going but I'm saying, did you see how the? I was like, I said, how are they picking up? I was like, I said, like, Stefan will be all right. They're like, no, he obviously wants to talk. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can tell he grew up. With, he grew up with a lot of. I was like, one of my cousins are. They grew up with a lot of women, so they know exactly when that look. That that look that look is just like, nah, I don't want to talk to a dude right now. I need to <laughs> and not yeah. saying that's not a problem, yeah. you know what I mean? I, but I, you could tell Tupac was more, he wasn't feminine, but you could tell he gravitated toward like understanding like what, you know what I mean? Yeah, understanding I, like I, a woman more than I towards. definitely, 
gravitate more towards like yeah I, I like comfort in a woman definitely you know definitely. and vice versa definitely hell yeah but did you say that you did you ever feel like growing up you wanted like that male influence but like yo this is how you tie tie this is how everything else or you just figure i had to do it all by myself hmm. or did you feel like you had to be the man for your mom i always wondered like when i see like you really don't really think about your father as far as, well, I mean, let me speak for myself. I really didn't think about him until it came to, like, maybe, like, Father's Day. Mm. Walk us through that. What's that like? It was weird, man, because it was just, like, it was one of them things where, like, being the only kid around, not knowing his father. And then so it's, like, when you with your friends, like, yo, you want to play? Like, I'm hanging out with my dad today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't. I'm with my father. And you just be, like, always want to be, like, fuck. Like, man, where is this nigga at? Like, Who did you talk to that to, like? I think that, um, especially as young kids or stuff, like, who was that person that you talked to? Be like, yo, now I got a dad. Who was the first person you talked to? Man, to be honest, that was something I, that was actually something I actually held in. Wow. Like, I never really, like, you know, sometimes, like, it'll come up in conversation. I'll be like, oh, no, I don't really know my dad. But I didn't really dig deep into it. I was just like, I just don't know my dad. Like, like for me, it was the norm. When did you get to the, because your jokes changed. When you first got here, your jokes changed about your father. After you met him, it changed a little bit to be like, now there's peace. So were you like angry with him? When did it? When did the you didn't care about him turn into like I'm angry that you're not in my life? Because man. that joke is real that you told about your dad in the beginning. You could tell like you really meant that. Yeah, yeah, man. Because like, I, cause, because I found out, I found out that he was a pastor. Mm, how so, when, when did you find that out like when i started meeting my sister like a couple years ago mm -hmm. so for me it was like i went from as a kid like down straight on my father being sad about it wondering hey, would my life be different if i know him mm -hmm. to eventually getting older to not caring to finding out what he did for a living to being pissed off like this nigga's a hypocrite bro oh like like you pre like i was like damn you preaching about the gospel but you ain't even taking care of your own son oh so that's where that joke came not from. financial he, he didn't financially take care of you guys at all like no no child support this dude still owe me like at least thirty five thousand dollars in child support and your mom never took him to and no it was like she was trying to get them she was trying to get child support money mm -hmm. and so i felt like him being a pastor was like something where i felt like that was the way of him avoiding the state for child support money or him moving around a lot too for him to avoid paying child support did that ever hinder your relationship with God? No, not really. Because it found out later in life. No, not really. I have other reasons. Of, like, my relationship with God is like, I would never place that burden on my, like, oh, I don't mess with God because my father passed. Like, no, with that, because God and religion is two different things. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I would never place them as the same. Like, as far as religion, I'm not really big on religion, but I try to be spiritual and try to know God, yes. Organized religion. Uh, yeah, basically. So we we talk about that. So like walk us through like meeting your actual dad. Like what was that? It was last year, right? Yeah, it was no, it was this year. This year. It was, but what what were you going to St. Louis for though? I went to St. I went to St. Louis. So you randomly left, like no one. No, I had a show. I was I was booked at the Funny Bone. That's what with, with Rachel. Rachel was that Rachel the one? Feinstein? Yeah, yeah, that was the one. Yeah, yeah, and so it just so happened I was coming to St. Louis, and I also had some business. To, I had some like, uh, with some what they call it strings some unfinished business business ties so i had some unfinished business so i went home and then my sister was like yo you going home and then she put my father on the phone and he was like yo oh she three-wayed him in he was yeah so she's the reason i met him 
What's your sister's name? Regina. How older is she is you? I'm 29. She's 36. Does she have 37. kids or? Yeah, I have a niece and nephew. Yes, my nephew just graduated high school. He's 18. Oh, that's he old. And I have a, I have a niece that's 16. So she three ways y'all on the phone. No, she was visiting him. She was visiting him. So y'all all both in St. Louis at the same time. No, my sister's not from St. Louis. My sister lives. My sister lives in Nashville. My father doesn't live in St. Louis neither. My my father lives in Champaign, like an hour away from Chicago. So okay. none of us live in the same state. Okay, okay, okay. So what happened was that my sister really didn't fuck with my father like that, cause she grew up knowing him, and she really messed with him. But after. She's been going through, like, the spiritual thing of her forgiveness. Mm. And so it started with them two. And then, like, after a while where she felt like that relationship was going better, she t- came to him, like, yo, I think it's a good, good time that you meet little brother. And then she hit me up, like, yo, I think, um, she was like, are you, really, are you ready to meet him? And I had, I was ready, but I really didn't care. I never cared if I did or not. Okay. Because when it got to a certain point, I was like, I just want to know where my sister is. But I was like, oh, yeah, I talked to him. I hollered at him. So we talked a couple times. And then he found out I was coming to St. Louis. He was like, yo, when you leave St. Louis, can I, like, come get you and take you to the airport or whatever? So he came, and I actually was leaving from Chicago. So he came to St. Louis. Joe, I hung out with him on Super Bowl Sunday. And then basically drove me to Chicago for, you know, catch the plane back to New York. So what did he say? Like, walk us through, like, him. So you finish your show, and then you go back to your house, and he pops up? or No, it was, like, the next day. It was, like, after the weekend of shows. I was leaving, and um, it was on that Sunday, and he came to St. Louis, and like he was like, I was hanging out with somebody, and I was like, yo, he was like, I'm gonna come get you around two. I'll be in St. Louis around two o'clock, and so we met up and met him, and then he seen me and just gave me a big old hug. I really, I to be honest, I was happy, but I was numb to it though. What do you mean numb to what? I was numb to the experience, as far as like. Oh, this is oh, this is really my father, but it's like my emotions was like I really didn't have like you know have you ever just been in a situation where it's like you know I'm happy, you're not mad. It was just like okay, this is the this is what it. It was more like this is what it is. Was he emotional? Oh yeah, he was emotional as hell. He gave like me a what? big hug, crying like he, and stuff. Yeah, he definitely he was definitely crying. He was definitely crying. What did y'all say? Did you speak that moment to air out stuff, or you just didn't say nothing? Man, because I was still like, and I was just like I was listening to him talk, and I talk every. I was, like, listening. Because I was still, like, for me, it was more of, like, a, him being my father, he felt like he was obligated to open up to me. Was your mother there or no? No, nah, she wasn't there. Because he was with his wife. And I didn't know how my mom would react to seeing him with another woman. So I just, I met him separate from, like, I left my mom home, my mother's house, to go meet him. Did she know you were going to meet your dad? She knew. And what she, did she tell you before you met him? Did she, like, give you any pre, pre-warnings or? No, nah, she was just like, it's about time. Oh, she supported it. Yeah, she supported it. Like, my mama wanted him in my life. Right. It was more of him, like, doing whatever he was doing. So he pulls up him and his wife. Yeah, so we, we, we met, like, at a we met at a restaurant. Because I didn't, like I said, I didn't know how my mom was going to react. Mm-hmm. Like, she seemed cool. Like, yeah, he can come over here. And I was like, I don't know how you going to react. So I'm just going to meet him on my own. It was one of those, because I didn't, because I know my mom where I was like, I don't know how you going to react to seeing this man. I thought he's yours, so I'm just gone. So you walk out the house, he's in the car? No, he was at a restaurant. Like, like I left the house, and my friend dropped me off. And, yeah, this girl I was actually, I was, this girl I was actually dating actually took me to go see him. What's her name? The he's, girl that dropped you off? Oh, her name was Rachel. And was she encouraging you, or? Yeah, like, 
I, definitely she was just like yo like she was like this would be a cool experience like for her i think the experience was great because she was like damn i'm straight you know taking him to see his dad yeah so we get to the restaurant and what does he look like does he look like you or Man, did you feel look, like you saw yourself or i what? look just like this dude but i just look a little better because i look like my mom too he glasses you have glasses too yes, or yes everything yes everything like i like i'm basically this man's twin and he gets so you get to the restaurant. What's he say? First thing he just he hugs just, you. I ain't even get in the restaurant. Like he just came out the door and just gave me a big old hug and was just like, I am so happy and crying and and like I actually made like from what I know I made his day is because like I just I forgave him. Like I had forgave him over the phone before we met in person. So like with the so when I finally met him, it was like my reaction was just like it was numb. It was what his like, wife did. I was, did. I was getting wife. used to it. his wife was pretty quiet actually. Like, when she first seen me, she's like, oh, this is my dad named Robert. She's like, oh, this is little Robert. She was pretty much quiet the whole trip. She was just, like, letting us talk for real. But she cool. Little Robert. That's your nickname? His name is Robert. Mm-hmm. My middle name is Robert. Oh, okay. So you get his. So when she seen me, she was like, oh, this is little Robert. So your older sister, if she, your older sister's mom and your mom and his new wife are not this. Does that make sense? Three different women. Oh, so he has, does he have any more kids? My daddy was a player. Does he have more kids or just only two kids? From what we know, it's just us two. But my, but Regina's older brother, he had, he adopted him, so okay. he has that. So we talked to your dad, and he's crying. Yeah. And you're just like, are you gonna cover this dinner or what? <laughs> no, we didn't even eat. We didn't eat. We was I'm actually just <laughs> we was leaving. We was just meeting up and then going to their house to eat. Okay. Yeah. And you meet his family. Yeah. What's that? No, like? I haven't met his family yet. I well, like, where did y'all take y'all to eat? No. No, we met at the restaurant, but we went to their house. Oh, you went back to wherever he's from? Yeah. And he's cooking for you and... Yeah, his wife cooked. His wife can cook, man, I'm telling you. But I'm saying, though, like, if you heard the joke before, I actually met some of my aunties and my grandmother. I met... I was meeting them before I met him. What was that like meeting them? Was it like Antoine Fisher a little bit or... <laughs> Because they probably saw you and like, oh, he looks exactly like... No, our, our, I, I look just like all of them. Like, from the nose up, you can tell I'm one of them. Like, it's not... It's so... I got their nose. So what did, your, what did so his mother say to you? Man, okay, so this was the weirdest... This is like the weirdest experience I had. Um, I went in, so I, my, my uncle reached out to me. One of my uncles reached out to me or whatever. And so he was like, yo, you want to get something to eat? We went to a restaurant or whatever. And we, we getting to know each other. And I'm telling him, like, I'm like, yeah, I want to meet the family. You know, I was like, I want to meet my my grandmother. I want to meet my aunties, my other cousins, my uncles. And he was like, yo, you want to meet your grandmother? I'm like, of course. And he was like, yo, she don't live too far. You want to go over there? I'm like, yeah. So he calls her, hey, I'm going to bring Robert's son over there. Now, mind you, with this pre-notion, I'm on my way over there. I'm getting so excited. Like, damn, this lady never met me before, never seen me, didn't know about me. In my head, I'm like, damn, I just got so many questions. I'm going to ask her, like, right. this is going to be a special connection. Man, get to her house, bro. She opened up the door, and the first thing she said to me was, wow, I haven't seen you since you was a baby. And my whole attitude just changed, bro. Like, Dang. Like that. Like, when she said it, it was like such shock value where it was just like everything I was thinking, how the experience was going to be, was complete opposite. You were upset that she knew that you were out there? Like, you knew about me? Like, you were supposed to be granny. Mm-hmm. Like, because I had the pre-notion that she didn't know about me. You feel me? So, with me thinking she didn't know about me, to her finding out, to her saying I haven't seen her since she was a baby, it was kind of like, in a way, I, I was a little bit heartbroken. 
like I was a little bit heartbroken like damn like it just ain't what I thought it was like I felt like she was a deadbeat granny at that time wow and that's how I felt so it was just like damn so like then that whole so then that whole experience with meeting her became awkward like once she said that it became awkward so you don't say nothing at the house or I mean we talked a little bit but it's still like in my head I still was like man it's some bullshit Right, you knew I was there, and you didn't. Yeah, like she showed me pictures of, oh yeah, you look, you look like all of you look like me, you look like all your aunties and uncles, and like I, bro, it was like the genes is so strong, it's ridiculous, bro. So, do you think all your cousins and everybody knew about you, but just didn't say nothing? I, I think if she said I knew you looked the same as a baby, I think a couple of my aunties, I think it was half and half. Like I think some of them didn't know about me, and then the ones who did know about me lied about not knowing about me. You know what I'm saying? Because if the grandmother knew about me, some right. of y'all had to know. So is what's the relationship now with that side of the family? I don't really talk to them, bro. Like, I really don't even talk to them for real. Do they reach out or? And here's the thing, though. I've only actually met a couple of my uncles. I met my auntie, a couple of aunties on the phone, a couple of cousins over the phone. But I haven't really met the rest of the family. So I'm still, like, kind of like uh, the forgotten child still. On both sides but, now. Yeah, but it was like no, I'm I'm not I wasn't a forgotten child on my mama's side. I was just kind of no. But like, I'm saying on your mom, you felt you said you felt like an outcast on that side. Yeah, like when, side, when I was younger, forgotten. I felt like that when I was younger. Okay. When I got older, we're actually that side of the family. Like we're actually closer. Like when I felt like that when I was younger. But by the time I got in my teenagers, I knew I was like, like I was kind of like got the because that's my close to my age. You're close to them. We 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 hella cool. But like, I'm talking about like when I was younger though. Like I'm talking about like probably before like middle school grades or whatever. Okay, so teenage years, you start to fit in, and so you look at your grandmother, and you guys look alike. What was it? Is her husband alive? Or is her grandfather alive? Or he was when you met him? Or you only met your grandmother? I only met my. You got you got to think, bro. I, this was recently, bro. Oh, okay. This oh, so like, this is like 28. This, this is like 20, 2018. Like I'm talking about meeting my grandmother at 26, 27. Wow. Like this is recent stuff. Like you know what I'm saying. So, how old is she? How old was she? How was my grandmother? Mm -hmm. Man, I don't know. Like, what would you think? What did she look like when you met Robert? She, she looked like Robert's she, mom. She looked like she in her seventies. So she prob so she knew, and your cousins probably knew. But you still want that, right? Do you still want a connection with that side of the family? Do you um, think that it will complete you a little bit? Nah, bro. I'm at the age now where it's like uh, they can't validate me. Not validate you, but, like, do you have that notion to realize, like, what else am I made of? I mean, as, I mean that's that's part of, I feel like that's probably part of who, like, maybe if I met more of them, I would figure out more of maybe who I am because, mm -hmm. like, that's part of my life. But it's like, it's somebody, it's like I don't care because there's so many great people who haven't really known they side family came out to be great. So it's just like, I, I'm at the age where it's like, bro, I don't really care for real, for real. Because, and then I found out, like, they it was a rumor going around. Like, they had a rumor going around about me a couple years ago. Because what was the rumor? No, because it wasn't a rumor, but they, like, it was going around the family, but they didn't reach out to me, like, once they found out about me, because you know, my, my father's a pastor. So, so you know, they got the gospel going around, like, damn, Robert, a pastor, but he ain't taking care of his son. So, so a lot of... Was that because of the joke that you were saying? Do you think that joke spread around? Because that joke is online, right? That joke is online. I so believe you don't so. think... But I don't think, like... Like, like they know I'm a comedian. I actually met one of my cousins at a comedy show because 
Nah, for real. She was like, she heard me being introduced. I was going to be on the lineup. And then when I went out to a bar to get a drink, she walked up to me like, hey, I just found out you was my cousin. I'm so-and-so. But mm-hmm. she left before I performed. So it was like, oh, okay. And then, like, she added me on Facebook. But, like, none of them didn't reach out to me. Like, according to one of my aunties, they all, like, came on my page and just, like, looked at my page. But none of them, like, added me or nothing. They just be lurking. So they, so to me, they were. Maybe they don't know what to say. True. That could be true, too. You know, maybe they don't know what to say, but maybe they probably, maybe when they hear this, they were like, oh, maybe we should just reach out. Because think about when you have kids. I don't know who you know? who they are, so it's like, yo. Think of you. I know you could you could date a cousin. That could happen. No, that's pos- It's possible. Like I always felt like since I didn't know my dad's side family, it's possible I've come across a cousin too. It's it's very possible. And if they're lurking on your page, they probably you probably ran into some of them you don't even know. That's a fact. I can agree with that definitely. So you just can't date women in St. Louis, then. <laughs> basically. Right. Man. You really can. You don't know who. Yeah, but I think after a while, like, you know, it's so cr- oh, it's funny you said that, actually. I actually had a crush on this girl when I was in middle school. Her name was Megan. I had a crush on this girl in seventh grade, and I used to, like, I used to, like, give her, like, my, like, my lunch snack for a hug. Be like, yeah. yo, can I get a hug? And she'd be like, can I get your cookie? And I'd be like, sure. Oh, here you go. You know how girls is when you middle school getting, like, a snack and shit. Man, that ain't changed from you now. <laughs> <laughs> I started young. <laughs> no, but um, I found the first day of eighth grade, this girl, Megan, I found out this girl was my cousin the first day of eighth grade through our other cousin because we was in choir together first day of eighth grade, and in seventh grade, it was both our cousin, and that's how I found out we was cousins. Straight up. Do you watch that show, Rami? Have you heard of it? I heard of it. I haven't really seen it to me. They episodes. have a whole episode about him dating his cousin. Damn, for real? <laughs> but I never got a chance his to- His first cousin, too. Damn. <laughs> it was his first cousin. And I, I straight went home. I remember I went home. I was like, yo, mom, you know this girl? You know this girl named Megan so-and-so? And she was like, yeah. She's like, yeah, that's your cousin. I was like, mama, that's the girl I've been giving my snacks to. <laughs> then she owed me a whole two semesters worth of snacks. She now. said, that's my cousin. <laughs> She's like, that's your cousin. She was like, that's so-and-so, so-and-so daughter, so-and-so, so-and-so. Yeah, I grew up with them. And I was like, what? Oh, keep going. So what about, what about, um? Okay, say so say you have kids, cause you do you want a family, right? Do you want a family, wife, kids? Um, cause I would say that you're more of a lover, not to disrespect that you are a tough black man, but I would say that you wear your emotions on your sleeve sometimes. I do, I do, right? I do, and um, I can say I want a family, man. Like I'm not forcing it. If it happened, it happened. But I'm saying, do you think that do you want a family to show like do you want to show your kids like what a father is? Or you just want a family to just have more high towers to continue <laughs> the legacy? I think with me, I want a family. I want somebody who I can just know 100% trust and know they got my back. Okay. And so if that means having a family to do that, then yes. What's What was the first age where you started dating? Because I think your dating life is very interesting. When did you start, like, your first memory of memorization that dating a girl that wasn't your cousin? When did that first start? <laughs> When when did you when did you when did you start uh, talking to like girls or like caring about girls that like weren't related to you? When when did that happen? Uh, in middle school. Middle school. I mean, but you know how you know how guys is, bro. But like, were you like uh the type of dude where you just where you're a long term relationship type of guy where you stay for a girl no, for a I'm, long time? Bro, my longest bro, no, nah, bro, my longest relationship has probably been like under two years. And that was that, when you were coming here, right? Yeah, like that was my longest relationship, bro. And and like you know because like because to be honest, like 
even though you had a crush or liked the girls back then when I was younger, girls ain't really, like, my mama didn't buy me name brand, bro. So it was like girls weren't trying to date a nigga with the shacks. You know what I'm saying? Like, girls ain't dating niggas with, no, nah, like. Shacks were hard, though. Bro, and, and, and St. Louis, St. Louis is a real fashionable city. Oh, so everybody had the. So, girl, come on, girls in middle school want the niggas with Jordans. Air Force Ones. Yeah, like, my mama wasn't buying, bro, my mama was not buying me that shit. Like the girls wasn't fucking with the nigga with the uh with the clearance back Nikes. <laughs> like, no, like they want the nigga with the Jordans, the nigga with the forces, the Tims, like, no, bro. Like I was I was cool and I was the fun I was always the Did you fun date in kid. high school? I did. I I dated but like I didn't nobody was my official girlfriend. Would you say that you were dumped a lot? I never really had so I never really had somebody that had that that title as my girlfriend. Keep going. So it was like I couldn't. How can I get dumped when nobody was really my girlfriend? Right, 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 right. What's up? So, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to look at this right. You say that the girls, that was never your girlfriend. Do you think you suffer from side dude syndrome? I have been a side dude before. I know. That's what I'm saying. You always speak about it. And you speak <laughs> highly of your profession. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. When did this start? That's what I'm asking. I just, I know how to play my role, bro. <laughs> but when when does this role start? That's what I'm asking. I know asking. how to play my What's role. What's your earliest, bro. your earliest remembrance of being just a dude on the side? Man, probably when I was like, when I was like 22. <laughs> when I was 22, I met this chick who was like 19. Okay. And I just hit her up. I'll hit her up and we start connecting and start fucking around. And the whole time she had a nigga. The whole time she had a dude, bro. You didn't know or you didn't care? Both. When you found out you didn't care. I had already been fucking with her. And I was like that I was like, damn bitches ain't shit. <laughs> I was like, she ain't shit, bro. And no, I swear to God, I was fuck talking to this girl, bro. And like when I came out at I left her house, bro, and I came outside to a note on my car. And the note read, yo, she fucking both of us. <laughs> <laughs> it said, it said, she fucking both of us called me. Did you call me? Nigga, no. Oh, I you didn't call <laughs> Nigga, I called her. I got home. I called her. I said, hey, tell your little boyfriend don't be leaving notes on my car. <laughs> and she said, what? 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 And then, like, next time I was with her, I showed her a note. That only happened one time to me when I was in college. I think I was a junior in college. I was talking to this girl. I wasn't even talking. We just just started uh, just started fooling around and uh, like just talking and stuff. But she had a daughter. She had a daughter who was like three, and I didn't even know. I didn't even meet the kid yet or anything else. And I had this big, uh, I don't have it in here. I had this big picture frame of Michael Jackson. And when you turn off the lights, you could see his eyes. He was just sitting there like this. So she would like write messages. It's like I can't wait to hang out with you and Michael again. I love it when me and Michael and you have a good time. And he wrote me and goes, "Look, I know what y'all doing with my girl over." <laughs> <laughs> he thought you and Michael was having he a threesome. Said, he said, "You and Michael." He said, "You and Michael got to come see me. That's the mother of my child." <laughs> I was like, "I said, I said, dude, I said what?" I, I I wrote him back and I was like, "This is the Michael she's talking about." He goes, "Don't be taking no pictures of Michael Jackson." I was like, I was like, dude, bro, trust me, I don't even I don't, know. I don't never want to get, to, bro. I don't want to be so in love with a girl or like so into a girl where like I, I message another man about her like I don't ever want to be that guy bro like I don't ever want to message another dude about a girl I'm dating like I just feel like they're just so 
I don't know. Okay, up. I'll challenge you here then. So when you're going through your situation, when you were super sad about it, what were you so sad about? Not wanting the girl to leave you? Not wanting the, to end or what? If it you was. Because if your longest relationship is under two years, I would say ever since I met you, you've been dating somebody. Would that be an accurate statement? It is. You bro. came here in a relationship? I did, bro. I'm not going to lie. Like, you in a <laughs> I, When I moved to New York, I was in a relationship, and I still was like in a long this relationship. So I'm a cheater. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> I'm a cheater. I am. Fuck it. It's out there now. Is it because you grew up as a side dude or what? What do you think? I mean... That's not che- it's not cheating because y'all not in chat. You get you haven't removed. You guys aren't in Facebook status or anything else. No, bro. So how's bro, that? She been ain't gonna lie. The girl's dating, but trying to get on my Facebook page for the longest, bro. And I just, like, no, nah, bro. Like, and it's not because even if we was like, I want something to be so real. Where like, if I put you on my page, it's certified. Like, I don't want to put you on my page and we only together for a month or two months. Like, how long no. were y'all together before y'all moved to New York? Before I moved to New York, we was together for like eight months. And that still wasn't serious enough for you. Uh, Did she know that? Um, or would you say you misled her? If we're being honest, uh, okay. If, if we're being honest, yeah. <laughs> you misled her. I'm not gonna say I misled her. My feelings was real, but at the same time, in the back of my head, I I knew I had to move. I had to move. And so it was. Just when did you know you had to move? Because I met you before. You came out here and visited. Yeah. And that's the first thing we talked about when you're like, I got a girl here. And I was like, you got to leave everything and come here. You did tell me that. You know what? I think I should blame others move on you. I forgot you. Because you said I was did. thinking about it. I was like, you know, it's going to be hard, man. To leave everything you know what? and stay I actually, before I started dating this chick, I actually was, was go- had plans on moving to Atlanta. And so when she met me, she knew I was going to move to this thing. She knew I was trying to move to Atlanta. Right. It didn't work out that way. And so we started dating more. And then, but in the back of my head, I always was like, I got to fucking move for this comedy career, right? And so, you, when you met me, that's when New York was on my radar. And you was like, yeah, I think you should do it, bro. And then, I ended up doing it. I said, doing- absence makes the heart grow fonder. So, she's down. She'll know. Because <laughs> I did it, too. When I left, I had to come out here solo. And I was like, if she's down, she'll come. She's down. She'll support it. So, with that, I think it was, she felt like, I think she felt like I moved without including her. Which, in a way, I did. Like, I was kind of, I was but being selfish. But when you do stand-up, is she on stage with you? No. There it is. <laughs> there it is, huh? You Let ain't even with me shooting in the gym. <laughs> so, so, you do that, and then, so what is your status now? Oh, I'm single right now. Single. Single. I am single. I talk, I talk to, uh, like, I got my, my options are open right now. Let's just say this. Okay. So that's the relationship part. And let's go to stand-up. When did you first start doing stand-up? Because if you don't know, Stefan is part of this. I would say most of all the St. Louis comics, they, they have this respect for each other where they're looking out for each other. And you guys move in packs. Would you say that? Yeah. I mean, because uh, where we from, a lot of people don't make it out. and so when you Why is it that? Why people don't get out? Is man, it the scene is too good? or Not even that. It's just... When I make it out as far as, like, St. Louis, because some people have this, a St. Louis mentality is, like, I'm just going to stay here all my life and just, everybody don't have the ambition to want to move on, even mm-hmm. though it's a, ta- it's a town, St. Louis is a talented city that probably lacks ambition. Hmm. Like, it's a lot of talent, but it's just, like, and when I say ambition, it's, like, if somebody doing something good, it's going to be somebody there who kind of hate on you. It's like a crabs in a bucket kind of thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like even sometimes where 
somebody might like this last night man i just seen like an upcoming rapper two upcoming rappers who like had a good thing going just got killed in the protest last night in st louis yeah so it's kind of like that thing where like the rappers were killed two rappers got shot last night yeah by the cops or by each other uh um, just haters I really don't officially know, but I know they got killed. You know what I'm saying? And based mm. off what I've seen, it might have been, like, other niggas. Wow. So it's kind of like one of those things where, like, but it's, like, St. Louis is a tough city, though. It's tough where, like, it's hard to get the support, but once they support you, you, you like, you, it's, it's real. So you start stand-up. What age do you start doing comedy? Um, Officially, I was 24, I think. 24, 25, I want to say. And that's really your most middle age too, so you have a more of ideal about life. Yeah, you know, I think people that start like seventeen or eighteen, it's really, it's they're more like funny on the spot, but they haven't really experienced life yet. Yeah, as an adult. Yeah, so you get to there. What open mic do you hit first? Um, so funny story, yo. Um, the very first time, I, the very very first time I got on stage, it's because my mama dared me to. <clears throat> it was her birthday week. And she was like, you know what I want you to do? I want you to get on stage like you've been t- telling, you, you saying you was going to do. Mm. And I had actually, I actually been writing jokes since high school. So I, I had a joke book way before I started doing stand-up. Okay. So she was like, I was like, I'm going to go grab my joke book. Went on stage, and my mama only got half the recording. And so I was like, why you only get half the recording? She was like, I ain't going to lie. I thought you was going to go up there and choke. She said, but that's remember I was telling you that I felt like my mama didn't really know my personality like that. Right. Okay. Because she thought I was going to get up there and be scared. But then when she seen that I was doing good, she was like, oh, shit, let me pull out my camera. Okay. So she got like three minutes in. Yeah. So that was the thing where I, that's what that, that was one of the things where I was like, I know my mom probably didn't really know my personality because she thought I was, she thought I was just talking. Okay. She didn't realize, oh, shit, this nigga got... Right, he just, he actually wants to Like, do this. my very first time on my mom seen me on stage, she went crazy. And we was on our ride home. She was like, <laughs> she was like, you need a manager. <laughs> Your first time going on stage. Like, my mama was like, yo, you need a manager. Like, she was like, I didn't... She was like, she was like, you been writing them jokes since you was in high school? I was like, yeah. She was like, wow. What, uh, how much time did you do your first time? It was like four minutes. After four minutes? Who was the, who were the comics that you remember? Bro, I do, so, I don't remember because that was my... So, I had got on that stage that one time. Mm-hmm. And then... I actually um, didn't get on – that weekend I got hired at the casino, and I was working overnights. Oh, so you couldn't get out there like that. So I couldn't get out there like that, right? But during the day, I was I was into acting. I was with, like, this little talent agency or whatever, and it just so happened, like, a year like, – I was into acting, and, like, no bullshit, a year later, I actually was in acting class, and this girl was talking about how she was going to do this, like, this little comedy competition. And I was like, yo, I did comedy. I was calling myself a comic nigga. I only been on stage mm-hmm. one time. Right. Like like trash people do now. Like a lot. Yes. Comedian. So, Joe something. So she was like, I'm finna do this comedy competition. So I was interested. I asked her about it. And she goes, yeah, um, this lady named Miss Woody or whatever. So she gave me the number. I hit Miss Woody up. I went and Miss, me and Miss Woody met. I was trying to get into her comedy competition. And it just so happens, bro, one day. So I was my so I actually was working overnights, bro. Mm-hmm. And like my shift was like, you know how overnight is, eight to five, nine to six, whatever. Right. So a couple weeks before this day happened. So I had switched shifts with somebody. So I went from working like nine to five. And this particular day, I was I was working in the morning. I switched the shifts with somebody. So my shift this day was like eleven AM to four. Mm-hmm. This and so that particular day, Miss Woody texted me like at five and she was like, Yo, hey, 
we're doing a Dick Gregory tribute at the Ambassador. Why don't you come on down? Dick Gregory going to be there. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm coming. Gets down there. Uh, they got like, uh, this is actually on my Facebook page like years ago. Like they have like a painting of Dick Gregory, like a little statue of him. Mm-hmm. He's all into it, interested. Miss Woody introduces me and this dude named Brandon Kushan from uh, Detroit. Shout out to Brandon Kushan, one of the first comics I met. And we became friends. Um, anyway, so she introduces us as two young comics. Now, mind you, I had only been on stage one, one, time. one time after this. So I was just like, but I was still going with the flow. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, I'm a, I am I'm can go with the flow. I'm like, oh, yeah, what's going on? He's telling you, nod his head. About an hour go past, he on stage giving a speech. And, like, he goes in the middle of a speech. Is them two young comics that I met earlier still here? So I stood up like, yeah, we in the back. He was like, yo, y'all come to the stage real quick. And then we walk on stage, and then he hands the mic over and say, do your set. I was nervous as hell, bro. Who and went first? Did you go first? Hell no. Oh. I told, I looked at Brandon like, bro, you've been doing this longer than me. You go first. I was nervous as fuck. Brandon went. Miss Woody went. Then I went. I did my little, my jokes I had or whatever. And did Gregory actually sat on stage and watched us do our set? Like, he didn't even leave the stage. Like, it was a big stage. He grabbed a chair and just watched us do our set. Mm-hmm. And then I've been doing stand-up comedy every I've been so that kind of like What did he say to you? He gave me his card. He gave me his card. Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, you got my card? He was like, yo, hit me up. Um hit Did me you up. do it or uh, bro, no. Why? Um, because at that time I only had like five minutes. Like I felt like I didn't want to waste his time. I felt like I wasn't ready for that. Like I didn't want to disrespect the game. What year was it? This was two thousand thirteen. Oh snap. This was in 2013. So it was like, for me, it was like, even after I told my mom and my granny, they was excited. Like, you made Dick Gary who? Like, they was all excited and telling me I should call him. And, but it was like, for me, the person I am, I was like, I didn't know what to say to him. Like, I didn't know what questions to ask him. Because for me, it was like, damn, this is my first time on stage since last year. And you met Dick Gregory. And I met Dick Gregory, bro. And I didn't know, I didn't realize where, I didn't know, I wasn't wise enough at that time to realize that where it was going to take me. How How good was your set? Did you have a good set? People laughed, but I don't know if it was because I was super funny or because oh this young comic Dick Gregory or like cause it was old it was and it it was Dick Gregory too, so it was an older crowd. Mm-hmm. So you know, older people actually appreciate jokes more than younger people. So I think they they was laughing. I did cool. Okay, yeah, he got some jokes, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know, if it was probably younger people I might have bombed because of delivery. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was one of those things where they, they was fucking with me because I was funny. But at the same time, it was like, I didn't know what to say to him, bro. Like, Did you ever talk to uh, uh, his nephew about it? Mark, you know, that's my, that's 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 the homie, too. I never Mark, even, yeah. I never really brought it up, bro. Like, I never brought it up to him. I bet I'm, he I'm, probably I'm, gets to how his uncle probably done so many great things. and. Yeah, like, I just, I'm type person, like, I'm just gonna, I, like, me and Mark have a generic relationship Got it. of how we met. I actually met him by opening up for him in St. Louis. I met him in Tampa too when he's coming doing his. You life. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but it wasn't like when I meet somebody famous and they got like a sibling who do comedy. Like my first, my first, my first things is not on my mind is be like to ask me to ask him about that person. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, nah. So when you're in St. Louis, so okay, after your second time doing stage, what do you do now? Like I'm about to pursue it, or yeah, what? like that's when I fish. I got, I got. I got fired from the casino like three weeks later. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm a comedian now. And then I just started hitting the scene. And 
this had so this was in November. So I the, the, the great situation happened in October. I got fired from my job a week before Thanksgiving in November. And by December, by December, that's when I really was searching, finding comedy scene. That's when I started meeting all the other people. And at this point, this kind of like I had like I was fresh, bro. So I was a little bit of everywhere, mm-hmm. and I was everywhere, but I didn't know shit. Right. So it was a I didn't know it was a whole comedy scene. Like I didn't know this shit. I was just finding places where I heard about comedy. And then that's when, like, I was, like, fuck. It was, like, a month and a half to a couple months where, like, I was coming to shows and I was doing my thing a little bit where I started hearing about Reggie. Okay. And somebody walked up to me and was, like, yo, you remind me of Reggie. And I I, I guess what they meant by that was because we was joke Like, we had jokes. Like, we came in already – Knowing the format. Knowing, like, having a little structure. Like, I ain't going to say I had a solid structure, but I came in with material. Mm-hmm. So it was like two young cats with material. Damn, y'all remind me of each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so we was hearing about each other. And then, no lie, bro, like, when we met each other, bro, like, that's that's when we call A1 since day one. Like, when we met each other, it was instant. Oh, this my partner. With people, because Reggie, we met Reggie first, and then we saw another dude with glasses. They're like, I think that's his cousin. <laughs> people are like, I think they're related. They even both, back home, bro. Even even in St. Louis, like when me and Reggie hanging out so much, people like was like, oh, they brothers. Like uh-huh. y'all gotta be brothers. It just so happened like <clears throat> we just got some of the same interests. You know what I'm saying? And I don't really think me and him look that much alike. It might just because we both black with glasses, black with glasses with a beard. With a bird, and we, <clears throat> to y'all, we probably sound alike. I think, I don't, I think you know, my voice a little different. It's different, but it's the same her and everything. Yeah. That's the St. Louis. Because Nathan don't got that accent. I mean, he's white. Right. But I was like, man, how do one of these St. Louis dudes got that thick accent? Yeah. I mean, because, because our accent also comes from the, like, it's like hoodish too. Right. And Nate, you know, Nate privilege. What'd you say on stage? She's like, I ain't, I ain't going to the bodega. I'm going to the stove. The stove. And then we call it the stove. This old lady just starts laughing. The stove. The stove. <laughs> the stove. Going to the stove. Who were some of the old heads in St. Louis that looked out for you? Says you and Reggie are both young. Oh, so man. who are like the My, comics at? So, you know, here's the thing too. Everybody has their own path, no matter mm-hmm. how close you are. So, like, some, some people who, like, he looked up to might not did the same for me or vice versa. But, like, so one, the one man, Javon Bibbs is a good dude, bro. Like, Javon Bibbs, he, I think he knew Reggie first, and so he more cooler Reggie, but that's my guy, too. Mm-hmm. But the very first older comic to really take me on his wing and kind of, like, really, I looked at as a mentor was uh, Arvin Mitchell. Okay. You know Arvin Mitchell? Mm-hmm. Arvin Mitchell was on um, Last Comic Standing, and he lost to Lil' J.J. He's the comic that lost to Lil' J.J. Lil' J.J., the kid, Lil' J.J.? Yeah, he's the comic. No, he's on BET's. Uh, yeah, yeah, my, my I bad. I know you're talking about, yeah. So that he, BET thing, yeah. Yeah, that's Arvin Mitchell. And he, he's from St. Louis, too. Okay. So he was the first person who actually like was like, yo, what's up, what's going on, man? What, what's up with you? And so Arvin Mitchell, Javon Bibbs, um... We got a lot of people, like, Jesse Taylor had, like, the hood rooms where it was, like, you go and, like, test your skin. Are they still out there or they all moved to L.A.? or No, they, no, well, Arvin Mitchell actually is a, um, he lives in L.A., but he's a, um. Is that the dude that you called when we were hanging out? He's a cruise ship, uh, comic. Oh, he's making bank then. Yeah. Oh, you, when we was hanging out and what's your name called? No, that was to her more. Oh. To her more. To her, that's my guy too. What's up, baby boy? (laughs) I was just, I look happy over there. <laughs> man, I'm telling the older comics, man, like, 
it's a certain respect. Like everybody not gonna like each other, but when you doing your thing and people know it, it's definitely yeah, from got the, the same city. Yeah, too. when you from that same city, you definitely got that respect from other comics. Definitely, I feel. So what made you? So you meet Reggie, and then y'all grinding. What made you come to New York? What that was my, he, that's my dog. You say what made me come to New York? Yeah, what made you come to New York? Did you visit other places or what? I did. I went to L.A. I went to Atlanta. What was L.A. like? Um, L.A. was fake as hell. That's what made you like no or? Well, it was. I felt at the. It was more of like searching and getting advice from people. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out which city would make me the best comic, and so I chose New York because I felt like New York would make me the best comic, the the better version of comic I am. Cause you're all spread out. Your boy Brandon went to. Didn't he go to L.A.? Who was Brandon? You mean Vince? Oh, you meant say you mean Vince. Vince. I met another dude from Atlanta. He said he lives in Atlanta. He's in college right now. Oh, Cameron. Cameron, excuse me. Cameron, yeah, Cameron. Keys. Cameron Keys is actually my little cousin. Oh what? <laughs> yeah. He's in school in Atlanta and he does stand up in Atlanta. He's on and he's also on tour with JJ Williamson. Okay. Shout out so to my Vince cousin, goes Cameron. to LA. No, Vince went to Chicago first. Chicago. Vince went to Chicago and, and that's not too far away from y'all, right? Four hours. Four hours. So how many times do you go to Chicago? Um, not as much as I should have went. Why not? Working uh, or just working and just doing my own thing in St. Louis and just mm-hmm. I also was traveling a little bit, so, but I think I could have definitely made more effort to travel to Chicago when I was in St. Louis. I think so. So what? What was the New York move? So walk us through that. Um, the New York the New York move basically was I was at home and I had been filling out job applications mm-hmm. and I just was like, yo, the first city to I told myself the first city to offer me a job. It's where I'm moving to. So I was applying for L.A. I was applying for Atlanta. I was applying for Chicago and New York. And then I got an email to come interview for a job in New York. And that basically was a wrap for real. And you didn't leave. Because, yeah, because, and, and then I was so determined that when I came up here, I didn't even get that job. I stayed and was like, I ain't leaving until I get a job. Okay. So it was like, I basically came up here and like, it's basically like once I got that interview, I was basically moving. What's the hardest thing? being about being in New York? Um, the hardest thing is no safety net, bro. Like, every day is like you got to be on your grind. Because mm-hmm. it's like there's no going to mama's house. There's no yeah. going to granny's house. There's do no you miss that? I mean. A little bit? Because that's you from a big family. How do they feel of you being in New York? I mean, my mama w- pushed me away. She felt like she wanted me to get away. I mean, my granny. Of course, they miss me, my auntie, my cousin, them, like, with that, with, with my family so big, everybody's doing their own thing. But so. they're proud, though. They're like, he's in New York City. Yeah, like, yeah, of course. I forgot one time I was in a car, and I guess Reggie's aunt called him, and she's asking him, how about New York? So, you doing your thing? How's old Hightower doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's the thing, too. Like, that's the thing, too. Like, when you, like, me and Reggie and events, like, we guys are so tight that we basically, like, kind of know each other families That's a good. little bit you know what i'm saying i think i don't know if reggie family is very supportive so i think i know more of reggie family than they than he know of mine because i go over their house and they be coming to shows mm-hmm. like reggie support system is strong nigga like <laughs> reggie support system is strong like his cousins definitely been away more shows than my cousins but you got the boat what you got like 100 people so when i guess the time is right when you film your hour you could probably pack it all out with high towers uh, I probably could, but I probably would have to force them though. Mm-hmm. Like I probably have to make sure they got rides. I, probably, you know what I'm saying. But like, when you get on, you know they'll be like, "What up?" Oh, definitely, definitely. But I mean, at some point, I realized like sometimes when you're doing stuff, it's sometimes shit is bigger than you. 
Okay. So we reached to the point where we got the hilltop questions. Okay. The hilltop questions. You can answer however you want to. It could take as long as it wants, and you can just answer. So do you believe in God? Yes. Okay. Uh, who's your favorite person in the Bible? I don't have one. Took a pause. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite verse? Uh, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. For those who believe in Him should not perish but have eternal life. John, John. three sixteen. Why um so so if you grew up in the church, what's what's why don't you like organized religion? What happened in the church for you to say you don't rock for organized religion, but you still believe in God? Um, because like the rules, man, like. I just think a lot of people who are religious like that are like very hypocritical people. Towards you or just? Just in general. Like they're judgmental. Like that's the number one rule, no judgment. But I feel like a lot of religious people are judgmental. What were you judged by? Uh, okay, so uh, cause I'm, I'm going to tell the story about me and my me and my granny. Um, so one time I was at her house. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I haven't really been, like as an adult, I haven't been to church as much as I used to as a kid. So... I was at her house and just having a conversation with one of her church friends, right? And and so she asked me, the lady actually asked me, she was like, so how do you feel about religion of being a Christian? Okay. And what I said was, I was like, um, i really not sure what religion I want to be because I, I feel like even though I probably was raised or was went to church a Christian church, me being as an adult, that was still forced on me. Like as an adult, as in like get up, go to church. Yeah, but, Sunday. But as an adult, it's like adult. Yeah, it's like <laughs> what did uh, I say? Adult. It's the same. Shut up. Dude. I know. Go ahead. Oh, uh, but anyway, I feel like um, at the same time, you also raised me to like make my own decisions and think for myself. Right. So as I got older, it's like I'm starting to see the judgment going on, or. So when, when my grandmother friend asked me about that, I told her, I just told her the truth. I was like, yo, I don't know wh- what I am. I don't know if I want to be Christian. I don't know if I want to be Muslim. I don't know if I want to be Baptist. What she said? I just felt like I should pick my own religion. If I'm if I'm getting to religion, I should pick my own. And if I and if I am going to pick a religion, I'm going to study the religions first to for me to decide which religion I want to be. And so my granny kind of was like, uh-huh, like snickered, like, uh-huh. and I was like, damn, my granny judging me. And so it kind of, so like, that was one thing that made me feel like, damn, like, damn, my own granny judging me. Um, and I'm just having an honest, uh, my, my honest opinion. So your relationship with God is just more of a you and him. Yeah. Uh, so would you ever go back to church or? I mean, like I told you before, if I studied it and picked which church. So I'm, do you consider yourself a Christian or no? I don't, bro. Like, I'm, I think I'm a, I'm half and half. Like, cause I was back. <laughs> what is the other half? It's a. Mixed feel. It's like it's like being a a black and white kid. Like you're mixed. It's like. But what are you mixed with? You say you're half I'm, Christian I'm, I'm, and half I'm, Muslim. I'm I'm mixed with Christian and I don't know. Okay. Because I was baptized as a kid, so that made me Christian. But as an adult, I didn't choose that for myself, so I'm mixed. Hmm. Because baptism doesn't necessarily make you a Christian. That just says that you were baptized. Yes, I was baptized as a kid, but in a Christian church, in a Christian type of church. Okay. So you just so you believe in God? Yeah, I believe in like God, fate, destiny, all that stuff. Jesus, no. I mean, that's the son, right? 
You know, saying you say you believe, so you like believe in like Christian views, but you don't believe in the rules of Christianity. Is that accurate? Yeah, basically. Okay, we're going. This is the next question. Uh, what's your bit? No, when's the last time you had a nightmare? Sure. When I seen, when I seen um, the dude in Minneapolis get killed, George Floyd. George Floyd. When I seen that knee on his neck, that was like a, a living nightmare. Why? It's because, bro. It's because, like, when you see the the look on that police face was so evil, bro. Mm -hmm. Where it's like I had, I can't have nightmares about that because it's like, I think one of my biggest, like, as far as a fear for me, is like going through that, where it's like nobody around. Like, a fear is getting killed by a police officer, and there's nobody recording it. And I'm like, well, I'm the only person around. Yeah. Like, that's a nightmare. Broad daylight, bro. too. Yeah, like, that's a nightmare, bro, because it was like, I, I know for a fact I probably would die in vain. Like, I would die, and it would just be their story against mine, but I don't have a story because I'm dead. Well, what, what was it like when y'all got pulled over by the cops that one time you did record it? Were you just trying to de-escalate the situation, or what would? I got mad. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I got pretty. I was pretty upset, bro, because it was one of those things where they was telling Reggie that his life's place was fake, and the tags didn't match the the the, the registration. Uh, the registration, and so I got upset because for me it was like, dude, the plate is right here. Like it's clearly this is a new plate, and and Reggie had. The, if you saying it don't match this this vehicle. But, but we're showing you the old plate, and you clearly see that, like, common, like not having common sense pissed me off. Right. Like, I don't care how good as you, bad, bad or good you are at your job. Come on now. Just at least have some common sense. Were you fearful in that situation at all? Like, it could go left or what? I'm always fearful, bro. Like, it can always go left for police. Right. It don't matter. Even if you call the police, it can go left for you as a black man. Shoot, I know. Yeah. So, it's like... Like having situation with police or is a fifty fifty thing. Mm. Like if uh, if you get pulled over, there's a fifty percent chance you're gonna die. As a black man, right? like like those really are fears that people have. Fears. Like even like even sometimes even the police pulled up. Oh man, you'd be like, oh, I ain't got no warrants, and then it's still like that percent chance. Like what if what if this nigga, the police officer, is having a bad day? Right. You know what I'm saying? What if he's having a bad day and you trying to be nice to him, but he been an asshole, so then you become an asshole, and then, boom. And You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Okay. Um, do you believe in soulmates? Hmm. This question is... That's good for you. Uh, a, for me? Yeah, you could probably go in depth, but do you believe in soulmates? Um, I've had romantic feelings... Where I felt like maybe this person was my soulmate. Where are they at now? This one girl had a romantic fling, fling with Liz in Atlanta. And you think that's your soulmate? Uh, to, uh, to for her, she thinks we're twin flames. Okay. So I can't really argue with her because she feels like we're twin flames. Um, I a soulmate. I don't know how to get into this question. It's like, I really, I really don't know how to answer that because it's like, because there's the thing. Like, I, I also, I also believe, I believe in love at first sight. I can see that. I also believe that you can grow on somebody and y'all can fall in love. 
you know, doing that now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo, chill. <laughs> but uh, no, I do feel like, I mean, I feel like you can grow on somebody, man. And I feel like you can just like have two people who like, like I was telling you, like my longest relationship was like two years. Right. And okay, so I'm be I'm gonna be honest right now. Since I'm not in a relationship right now, I'm single. I can speak freely. Like even if this person hears this, it might hurt their feelings. But I just I'm just gonna like speak my truth. Okay. So it was like I was dating this chick back home, and like I love her. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But then I when I met this, I met a I met a chick in New York, and like our connection was so deep. It made me realize that, damn, I might not have been in love with that particular person. Like, I thought I was in love, but it made me realize, like, damn, maybe I wasn't in love. So that wasn't your soulmate? Type shit. You know what I'm saying? So So let me ask the question again. Do you believe in soulmates? You just ran around the whole question didn't answer anything. Yes, I do. Yes. I don't know, cause I felt like just, just <laughs> I felt like that deserved a more more than just a yes or a no answer. Like I, I, this, how I felt. Yeah. Uh, what do you think happens when you die? I think, um, I think your spirit. Your spirit gets judged. I think we get judged on how we live as a human. Um, I do think, like, I, I definitely do. Mm-hmm. And I think depending on how you get judged, I don't necessarily, like, I'm not saying I don't believe in he- heaven and hell, right? Right. That's not what I'm saying. But I feel like there's something else. I think it's more than that. Like, I don't think it's just heaven and hell. I think there is a middle ground somewhere. Okay. This is the last question. This is the who are you question. You know that one. So I'm going to say who are you, and you're going to tell us who you are. I'm going to keep asking until you stop. Got it? Who are you? Stefan Hatawa. Who, who are you? A black man. Who are you? A comedian. Who are you? A funny man. Who are you? Ambitious. Who are you? A lover. Who are you? A, an Aquarius. Who are you? Stefan. You said that. <laughs> Last question. When it's all said and done, if someone had a book and they asked who was Stefan Hightower, what would you tell them? What do you want them to know about you when it's all said and done? If someone had your book and you had to give it to them, and what would you want them to know about you when it's all said and done? I want them to know that I did the best I could. I did the best. I did my best to break the odds and even through all my flaws deep down I have a good heart ladies and gentlemen this is one man one tree in a hill I'm your host Jared Waters and this is Stefan Hightower how do they find you on social media yo Stefan Hightower on Facebook S-T-E-P-H-O-N Hightower same thing on Instagram Stefan underscore Hightower I'm just get, trying to get back into Twitter. Mr. Step, Hightower, find me. TikTok? Nah, bro, I don't do the TikTok thing, bro. Especially when I just found out they being racist. Hell, <laughs> I was thinking about it, bro. But I just <laughs> found out they was on that, uh, they was like blocking out like the George Floyd and stuff. And I was like, nah, I'm cool. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, follow Stefan on all social media platforms. Check him out when his shows are updated, when we open up the city. Uh, my name is Jared Waters, and we're fading out. Have a good night.
or day or morning.